Welcome to Today Forward, a teaching ministry to help you begin living a life of victory starting today. Scripture says, forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. As you hear the Word of God and receive your own understanding, you'll become equipped to put the past behind you and move today forward. And now here's Terry and Mitch. We're going to continue our discussion about faith. Hmm. Only believe, right? That's it. And so I'd like to start with the scripture in Mark 11, starting with the 22nd verse. And it's a very simple scripture, actually. It says this, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And that's exactly what we're wanting to do, is have faith in God. Have faith in what His Word says. We can't overemphasize that enough. Only belief. Only believe. Believe and trust in what God's Word says. Yeah. And stand on that. You have to know the Word. You have to read it. That's the key. Yeah. You have to know the Word in order to have faith, to build your faith up. In verse 23, it says this, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. And he will have whatever he says. That's saying that we are to believe within our heart, within our mind, and not doubt. That whatever we ask God, that's going to take place. I'm focused in on this doubt, because what that is, is doubt in your mind. Because a lot of times when we say things, we'll pray to the Father, we ask for a miracle in our life, or we'll ask for help with our finances, or we'll ask help for just guidance and direction with life in general. But then, no sooner than we do that, we say, what if? (laughs) Will God answer this prayer? Will God do this? (laughs) That's what he's referring to, because that's showing lack of faith and and unbelief at that point in time. So what you basically do is negate that faith that you had to even ask God to start with. And that's what happens to a lot of us when we ask for God's help and guidance, is we, we negate that by what comes out of our mouth, because we have doubt and unbelief and lack of faith at that point. I'm still stuck on the centurion. Yes. There was no doubt and unbelief with him, none whatsoever. He says, whatever you say, by your authority, it'll be done. And I don't question that or I don't doubt that. And that's what we want to take away from this scripture. This is the mindset we, we need to have, is not to doubt and believe. That's right. And stand on what God's word says. It's the foundation that we need to propel ourselves forward into this faith walk. Yes. we got to have that foundation. And Jesus actually explains what we just talked about in verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. Believe that. We're going to have to expand that a little bit here because... People say, well, I need a new car, I need a new house, or I need this and I need that. You're thinking from the fleshly standpoint. You're thinking carnally minded is what you're doing at that point. God knows what we need before we even ask. And we just have to have the mindset of Christ, that faith that Christ had, of doing the Father's will and believing the Lord is going to take care of us. But we have to believe that whatever we ask within His will that He has for us, that it'll come to pass. Because he loves us and wants to take care of us. He wants to provide for us. But our double-mindedness interferes with that. Yes, it does. In fact, we have another chapter we can go through, and that's James. Chapter 1, starting with the fifth verse. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, 
who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We have to have faith and confidence in God that whatever we ask for, which is wisdom here, which that's what we all should be asking for all the time is wisdom and knowledge and spiritual understanding of who God is. He goes on to say this, but let him ask in faith. Verse 6, he says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's pretty clear, isn't it, Terry? It really is. Amplified verse 6 kind of jumps out at me. It says, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, and no doubting. If there's any doubt. It's not going to happen. It's the way I see it. There's that conflict again in our mind that causes that doubt and unbelief. Jesus didn't have that doubt and unbelief. That's correct. His mindset was totally, totally upon the Father. Where he had faith, he believed the mission that he had here on earth, and that was to pay for the sins of the world. But while he was here on earth, he was also to teach us to grow in faith. That's what he was teaching us, is to grow in faith and believe in God's Word. He was planting a new seed, the seed of faith, and believing in God and standing on what His Word says. And that's what we're trying to grow into. Because our double-mindedness, our carnal mind versus our spiritual mind now that we have in Christ are always in conflict. They're always in battle. That spirit is trying to push out all that unbelief and lack of faith. It says that in John 16, I think it's verse 8 or 9, where it talks about the only sin that is unbelief. Right. That's the only thing that's going to keep you out of heaven. Is unbelief. (laughs) Or eternal life is unbelief. Because Jesus says that in John 3.16, doesn't he? Yes. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in me shall have eternal life. Believe means having faith in what God's word says, and what Jesus was telling them. Have faith and believe in this. Don't allow your carnal mind or your five senses to dictate your relationship with the Father. Only believe. (laughs) Just believe and have faith and confidence in. Once you develop that confidence and faith in what God has done and provided for us, you are going to just blossom spiritually because you're going to start relying upon the Lord for all your circumstances. Amen. That's good. Everything that comes against you, you're going to have that mindset of Christ. Where I ask the Father for help whenever I'm having problems in my marriage or I'm having problems with a coworker, or I'm just having everyday life problems. Circumstances and situations. Yes. Come up in this fallen world all the time. But we're just called to believe. Have faith in God. And you know what? It doesn't hurt to keep telling yourself that because we still are in this fallen world. You need to tell yourself faith comes by hearing. Only believe. I'm saying that to who might be listening. And I'm saying that to myself. Only believe. Because we all struggle with this, our faith. Absolutely. I don't care who it is. We all struggle with this faith issue. But in order to increase our faith, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, I cannot do this myself. I'm relying upon the Father through that Holy Spirit that dwells within me. I have faith. And believing, that's the next step we need to talk about, is I have faith now believing that that Holy Spirit dwells within me. 
we read those things and we say those things, but do you really have faith and believe that Holy Spirit is within you to guide and direct your life and to teach you all things so you can have fullness of life and have victory in your life? You can say, I have the mind of Christ, but if you don't believe it, that's absolutely correct. Then you ain't good. No good whatsoever. That's like when you say a verse like, cast all your cares upon me because he cares for me. But do you really have faith and believe that, or is that just a verse? A lot of times we have all this head knowledge of verses Mm -hmm. that we've memorized thinking that's the victory, and it's not. No. The victory is actually having it down inside you, believing by faith the words that are spoken, the words that I read are true. I believe that and act on that. Not by emotion, but just believing. He says, cast all your care upon me. He means everything. That's right. But you have to have faith and believe in that. Yeah. I cast my care upon him, believing that he's going to help me with my relationship and my marriage, or that he's going to help me purge out these thoughts in my mind. Yes. I believe in that. But just saying that and not acting upon that, faith without works is dead. James again. Sure. Faith without works is dead. And saying those verses are not works. It's not really demonstrating faith. It's just words. Yes. The words have to become real. Yes. That's what you're saying. If, as you referred to John 3.16 a little bit ago, there are many carnal people, many unbelievers who know John 3.16, for God so loved the world, but do they believe it? No. There'd be a lot more going on in this world if, if all the people who could quote John 3.16 were actually believing John 3.16. We have to get that in our heart and believe it, and then that will get into our mind what's all been done for us, that God has accomplished for us. It's already done. We have the Word of God now to reassure us, all of that. I know there are times when things don't look like what you think they're supposed to look like, but I can draw your attention to Romans 4, 17. He says, call those things that are not as though they are. That's speaking out in faith, not doubting, believing And those things will come to pass. That's what the Word of God says. I'm trying to find this scripture where it talks about God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now, do you have faith and believe in that? Do you believe that God was reconciling the world back to himself through Jesus Christ? Here, let me read that scripture to you. I found it. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 19. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Unto himself. To himself. We have to realize that we have nothing to do with this, that it's all through the Father and through Jesus. Yes. And we have to have faith and stand on that, just like the centurion. Not understanding everything either. That's what we need to emphasize too. We don't understand everything, but what revelation we do have, we stand on and believe it. And for a new believer, all he knows is, I've been released from my sin. He just needs to stand on that to start with and accept that by faith. My sins have been paid for by the blood of Jesus, by God reconciling the world back unto himself. And now by faith, I know the Holy Spirit of God dwells within Mm. me, but I know nothing of that. I need to be taught. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now I have to understand the authority that I have through this Holy Spirit, what's been given to me. And therein lies the process. Yes, and that takes time. And 
the Father knows that. He's patient, long-suffering. Yes. Just like that's Merciful. the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Five, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Amen. Mm. He's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, gentleness. Full of mercy. Full of mercy. Hallelujah. All those things. Thank you, Father. Whew. All those that's, things dwell in us. They do dwell within us. And we, by faith, we have to believe that. That those attributes dwell within us. Because that's what the Father wanted to do. Because he understood our way of thinking was not his way. Our thoughts were not his thoughts. Our emotions were not his emotions. Our imagination was not his imaginations. We were self-centered. He's not self-centered. He's always thinking of someone else. He was thinking not of himself. Hmm. He was thinking of his children that he created. And he says, I'm going to reconcile everyone back to me through the blood of Jesus. Now, do you have faith and believe in that? Amen. Will you stand upon that? Yes. And by the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, where we can have the mind of Christ now, the mind of the Father, the thoughts, the emotions, the imaginations, and the self-will that's within us will be purged out now by that Holy Spirit. So now we can nurture relationships hmm. where we're no longer thinking of ourselves. We're thinking of our, our wives, how we can please them or our children, how we can please others. And we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. It's amazing. But you have to believe that in order yes. for that Holy Spirit to stir within you. Yes. So that's, it can manifest in your life. That's why this is called a faith walk, this life we're living. What you and I are doing right now, this very moment, we're living, we're living this out by faith, believing. Believing in a creator God who's reconciled us to himself, you and me, as individuals. It's a relationship. It's this oneness with the Father, the Creator, who loves me unconditionally, who wants the best for me. And he says, just believe. Believe these things. Do you remember a year ago when we were sitting out back, how this all got started? Sure. I remember sitting out there. I kept, for, We talked for two hours. I can't remember anything that was said, probably, <laughs> but I do remember that. Well, you remember when I said the Lord just spoke yes, to me in my mind and, absolutely. and said that we're to do what we're doing now? either radio or CDs or how this is all to be fulfilled. But he said, we need to do this type of format of discussion. And it was by faith that we stepped out to do this. Sure. Believing that what we were hearing was true and, and comes from him. And in a natural, I was going, not me. I could never do something like that. But the Holy Spirit was saying, why not you? You're a child of God and an heir of heaven. You have everything inside of you that you could possibly have in the spirit that I've given you. So just relax. Believe. And by faith, just listen to me. Sure. How many years did it take for oh. us to learn to listen to the Lord? Years and years and years to where we really have confidence and faith in what we're hearing comes from God. But we grew into that by reading the word and balancing everything that we hear that comes up through our spirit and comes into our mind. We balance that by the word of God, checks and balances in that way. That way, we will not err or deviate. And then we can continue to grow. We never stop growing in God. That's what's so exciting. That's when you hear people say, well, I read this in a word and I've, I've read this before, but now it's real to me. It's alive. Well, there's that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've received that revelation. Yes. 
Sure, absolutely. You know, my prayer for people is that they grow in wisdom and knowledge and spiritual understanding. Ephesians 1, 18, 19. Yes. Absolutely. Their eyes and ears will be open to understanding, yes. that they will submit themselves to the Lord. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And in faith without works is dead, I tell them they need to get into the Word in order to start receiving that wisdom and spiritual knowledge and understanding. Just praying for it and then sitting on your can and not doing anything, you'll not receive any knowledge of spiritual understanding. And then you have to ask God, reveal this to me. What are you saying? What are you trying to tell me? And just listen. Asking you shall receive. That's what the Lord tells us. By faith believing. <laughs> I tell you what, we serve an awesome God, don't we? Yes, we do. He loves us so much. He just... It's overwhelming. And as you read the Word, it becomes so real and alive. And, and passages that you've read over and over and over. Even John 3.16, that's so familiar to so many people. I can be sitting and meditating and thinking about that Scripture, and, and the Lord will say, yeah, and give you more knowledge and more revelation. And it's by His Holy Spirit, and it's by, but by faith. The faith is the foundation. Believing. It is the total foundation. Man. Because then you We're can blessed. build off that. We're blessed. By having the, the faith of salvation, by faith believing you have the Holy Spirit, then you can go to the next level and believing, okay, when I talk to God, He's going to hear me. Yes. And He's going to respond. Because He knows your heart. Yes. <laughs> he knows your motives. He knows everything about everything. you. Everything. And he still loves me. He, <laughs> he does. That's, and that's what we need to keep in our mind as well. He yeah. loves us even when we mess up. Yeah. What an awesome He God. won't leave us or forsake us, will he? The same God. Yesterday, today, and forever. Forever. Hallelujah. Will not leave us nor forsake oh us. Oh, my. Well, the Lord's moving on us. It's We're having awesome. fun. I'm just sitting here and just feeling his presence. It's like giant arms have reached around us and just holding us tight. We rest in that. Yes, rest. Because that's where faith comes in too. We learn to rest in the Lord. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 4. We rest in the Lord. When we learn to rest in the Lord, our mind is set free. Everything begins to come into proper perspective. Realizing that what I'm reading is real. It's just not some fairy tale. It's just not head knowledge. But I do have this personal relationship with the Lord now through the Holy Spirit, by faith. It's all by faith. And that's what we want people to grow in, faith and rest in the Lord, realizing that He has our best interest at heart yes. at all times. You know, we started back here in um, Hebrews 11, and I just want to read you some one-liners, so to speak, starting in verse 4. It was by faith Abel offered. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was translated. 7, by faith, Noah was warned. By faith, Abraham was called. It's all by faith. That's what Paul was trying to emphasize here. Faith. That's what he was trying to tell the priest. That's what he's trying to reveal to us now through the Word. Sure. It's Only faith. believe. Just have faith and believe. Yeah. Believe yep. the Word. Yeah, you can take that big breath in and let it out. Just rest. When you look at all these pillars, if you want to say, in the Old Testament, Abraham, yep. Noah. Men of faith. Yes, men of faith. When you think about the struggle they went through mentally, mm. 
they had to really truly rely upon God to perform the things they were to do. Moses felt that he was very inept, that he wasn't qualified. He was slow to speech. And it says that, I believe, in Exodus, that he was slow to speech and didn't feel adequate. That's why Aaron was with him. Sure. But God can do all things if you have faith. And that's what this Hebrews 11 is all about, the faith chapter. And that's to build you up, realizing he'll take anyone that has a willing heart and a willing mind, that is willing to submit to the Holy Spirit to guide and direct them. He doesn't force it upon them. It's, yeah, that's a big word you just said there too, submit. We submit, but the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He doesn't force it on you. We accept it. It's a gift. We accept this gift of faith. Yes, and we walk in that faith. Noah, for how many years building the ark? Was it 100 or something 100, like that? 120 years? You just mentioned the mind struggle. There was, there was only eight people left on the earth who, who even believed God. The world was a mess. There's nothing new under the sun, Mitch. Those people were massed That's up, right. and they were so bad that they, well, the d- Lord had to destroy the earth. Just think of Satan working on those individuals oh. that didn't believe that were attacking Noah. Yes, that's, yeah. Saying, you're a fool. You're building this out in a desert, or you're building this. Where it's never no rained water. before. Yeah, there's <laughs> no water. Don't you imagine the ridicule? And all Satan was trying to do was put doubt and unbelief in their minds for Noah and his sons and their wives. Put doubt and unbelief in there so they would quit doing what God wanted them to do. Exactly. And that's the struggle we have. Yes. Satan's trying to put doubt and unbelief unbelief, and trying to tear down our faith so we'll quit focusing on God so Satan can just wreck our lives. That's what this struggle is all about. That's why we have Hebrews 11, so we can go back and read those folks that, that had the faith. They didn't do it perfectly. They messed up. But that's not what God was looking at. They had faith and believed His Word. And that's what we're to have. Have faith and believe in His Word and stand on that Word the best we can with the revelation we have. I don't care who it is. Whatever revelation you receive, you stand on that revelation to build your faith up. As you read on in that chapter 11, there were people who were... Let me, let me see if I can find it. 1136, and others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yet moreover of bonds and imprisonments. And they were stoned and they were sawn asunder. And they were tempted and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. You know what they did? They believed. They believed. Had faith. Yes. Didn't matter. Now, it doesn't mean they didn't have a struggle with that. That's right. But they still maintained the faith and believing in God's Word, even when all these circumstances were coming against them. 39 says, this is Hebrews 11, 39 again, and and these, these people who suffered these things, all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, but they believed God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. The whole point of this is that they were living by faith. They received the report from God, the promises of God. And though they didn't see everything that they were believing for, it was a good report. Yes, and 
the Lord gave them just the amount of revelation they needed to fulfill their task at that time. That's correct. They received that revelation. They stood on that by faith, not knowing the end result of what it is today. That's it. From the book of Job, which is actually the first book, all the way through Revelation, is to give us a picture of what was coming to us through Jesus, now what we have. Wow. We're blessed. And they stood on faith, not knowing the end result, but they believed in God. Yes. We have not quite the end result because... We're not with the Lord yet, and there's not a new heaven and a new earth. That's right. So therefore, we stand on the revelation we have, and yes. that's to live by faith through Jesus Christ and not worry about the future. We're right. not to worry about the future. We're to just focus our mind on right now what we're dealing with, what the Lord has called us to do. Because every one of us who is born again has a calling. That's what this born-again experience is all about. And by faith, we believe what we've been talking about, but also after you believe and have faith in Jesus and start to grow in that Holy Spirit, then the Lord can use you because now you're relying upon him and not yourself. Just like Moses, he was 40 years old when he went out in the desert and he was another 40 years before he was, he was 80 years old before the Lord used him because he was preparing him. And that's what he's doing with us. Each one of us, I don't care how old you are, the Lord is preparing you for your mission here on earth. And he'll not take you home until your mission is complete here on earth. Very good. And we have to have that mindset. Yes. We now belong to the Lord. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, and we've now been bought with a price, and we belong to the Lord. And the Lord's going to use us, if we allow him to, through the Holy Spirit, to do his will. And that's to reach others for Christ. That is to show compassion and love in our relationship. We're to be demonstrating that so other people will come to the Lord. That's what we're to be doing. That's the Father's will. To be drawing other people to God. The Holy Spirit does the work, but we're to be a yielding vessel for the words to be spoken, just like we're doing today. Those things that come out of you now, they're good works. Those good works driven by the Holy Spirit of God in you to direct and draw people to God. And it's by that power, and that's what Paul was always trying to tell us in every one of his letters. It's not me that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. But just think of the faith he had to have in order to believe that because he wasn't a very good speaker as well. That's correct. (laughs) And I know you and I aren't very good speakers as well. Gives us hope. (laughs) That was my thought, man. That just gives me so much hope. (laughs) But we realize it's the power of the Holy Spirit that touches their spirit. And the Lord's going to, he's going to refine all this mm-hmm. because it's just the Holy Spirit bearing witness to their spirit. That's what this is all about. And you can rest in that. Yes. This is verse 7 of chapter 4 in Hebrews. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And then he goes on to say, we can rest in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith grows as we understand more clearly what faith is and how to use it. On today's program, you heard part of a teaching series titled, Faith in God, Not Man. To receive the complete series, visit our website, todayforward.net. And please join us again as we continue to explore the abundance of God's love on Today Forward.